The Big 12 Top Non-Conference Games Edition, part of the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circus Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at CircusSports.com. Welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are moving along in the non-con, or the, not the non-con, we're talking non-conference games leading up in our preseason episodes. I am one of your co-hosts, Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, and I am joined by my co-hosts. Uh, one of the co-hosts, he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia, a graduate of WU. He is a walking contradiction. Rambling Rush, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great. I would go, I would guess off that and your, what, fifth beer? Yeah, about right. You know me. There we go. We've, there we go. Yeah. I know you, Ryan. <laughs> You're right at the over/under. I'll give you a push there. Uh, actually, maybe maybe four and three quarters. We get we got a little bit of a, a quarter to go, and then one more to go uh, on the show to complete the first six pack. So, speaking of a guy that can drink a six pack like no other, he is in the three hole. He has he's always fighting a family civil war in the Big Twelve. He's got family ties everywhere his seed is spread among the big 12 ucf cincinnati the texas schools the oklahoma schools hell even morgantown this year he is the big 12 guru troy Chuni, what is up my man we are just pretty excited to get into some of these football games to be honest i mean a couple of them look like they should be pretty darn interesting we know uh you guys are pretty pumped for one specific game that uh you're gonna have to wait <laughs> quite a while to talk about i think but i don't know what game you're talking about <laughs> what game troy you if you're know, coming look, if you're coming to morgantown just you can spread your seat all you want just just don't do it in my place please uh, do it no in the black, yard no black lights no black lights. <laughs> no black lights. no black lights. you gotta wait until the couch is outside like pre-burning and yeah then, that's what you have to do do okay. that and then we'll burn it burn it yeah yeah, yeah yeah there we then, go we got it safe. down Absolutely. So so before we get into the top non-conference game, just want to update everybody. Go check out our previous episodes earlier in the week. Uh, the coaches and quarterbacks ranking and the uh, fan bases and, and top venues. We're In this episode, we're going to just touch on the September non-conference games. And then starting next week, we will dive into the top conference games. So we're breaking it up. We're giving you a little bit, teasing you with a little bit of an appetizer here. And then we'll give you the whole entree next week. And then before you know it, we'll be doing 14 full team previews. Mm. Mm. Um, Rush, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, what are you going to do between now and September 2nd? Because unfortunately, we don't have a week zero game. So you got still, what, six and a half weeks to kill? Well, I mean, I'll still be watching week zero. 
right? Uh, that, yes. Let's that's see. Fair. What what am I going to be doing till then? Um, I'm going to be talking about a lot of hypothetical scenarios and playing <laughs> a lot of storylines in my head until it actually happens. Because I think that's the thing about covering sports or even being a sports fan in general, right? Is I think half the right. What's more fun? I'll, I'll, I'll make an analogy here. What's more fun, the NBA season or NBA free agency? I would say NBA more free agency is actually more fun. And sometimes that month leading up, you do this whole what if game in your head. And then next thing you know, you're it's here. So a lot of what if scenarios going on. I agree with you because nobody wants to talk about load management when it actually shows up. Talk about the hypothetical load management is better than the actual load management. Uh, Big 12 guru for everybody listening, whether it's on Apple or Spotify, YouTube, uh, Troy's a big Nats fan and he goes to a bunch of Nats game. How many Nats games will you get to between now and uh, September 2nd, Troy? I don't know. We'll probably get down there. I mean, we got a party suite coming up on Saturday. Uh, we got the whole crew. I think it's like 16 or 17 people are allowed up in there. So we've got a whole group, a uh, whole group of guys that just going to go up there and get tore up and watch <laughs> the Nats just suck because they're terrible at home. But, you know, we probably fit 15 or so Nats games in. I don't know how many home games they have off the top of my head in between now and then, but most of them, we're starting to get down there. I mean, you don't realize it until it's gone. That's the problem with looking forward in the football schedule is yeah. once we get to week one, it's basically already week five or six. You make a good point because I got to go to the beach here in a couple weeks or for a couple weeks. Not that I'm complaining that I'm going to the beach, but it's like, you don't want it to go too quick because then it's gone. But then you know at the back end what's on what's on the horizon. We're talking week zero, week you gotta, one. You got to savor it though because you know once yeah. it starts, it it just it's a snowball. You know, or it rolls and rolls and it's gone. Yeah, well, yeah, especially because we'll go right into basketball right after too. There's no, we won't get a break until about probably the the first week of April once the final four is done. Football and basketball, it's a, it's an eight month grind. Um, I mean, whatever you're going to be betting on between now and then, most likely baseball, make sure you do so over at Circus Sports because the Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions, five NFL picks ATS each week. Speaking of a league that's on the horizon, so is the National Football League. Circus Survivor just pick different money line dogs each and every week. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be there the last weekend in August to enter their entry. That's at CircusSports.com. For all details, it's CircusSports.com. Man, I'd like $14 million. I just keep looking at that ad, and I'm like, man, I need to win that this year. So that would that would, that would would go a long way for, uh, for the bankroll, as they would say. You know, you know what else would go a long way for the bankroll? If uh, the first game in week one, if this guy going to Fort Worth can pull off an upset, and that's a guy with one foot, that's Coach Prime. We got a big noon kickoff to start Big 12 non-conference, uh, and we're going to go in order week one, two, and three. So we're going to lead it and off four. in four. Yeah, in four. There is one trickled in four. We'll lead it off in Fort Worth with the defending runner-ups. Rush, what caught your eye with this one, man? Uh, I think the better question is what caught my foot or Deion Sanders, his foot. Um, <laughs> I, my, my first question is how is he going to get up and down? I don't know if it's going to be Mr. Scooter again or what's going on there. And I don't even mean to joke. It'd be terrible to lose a foot, but geez, that's, that's nuts right now. I think for this game, uh, two big factors is seeing what type of team 
Deion Sanders has put together. I don't think he has the greatest expectations for this year. I think next year it's always kind of the second year type of thing. Even though we've seen uh, guys come in year one and do some great things. Speaking of that, Sonny Dykes at TCU. Um, and then I think the question is going to be, how is TCU going to follow up being runner-up in the national championship last year? Are they going to come out punching? Um, or are they going to be, hey, this is actually a team that lost by a bunch of one-possession games? I think this is also a future Big 12 game too. So, hey, nothing wrong with with kind of starting those Big 12 rivalries early. But you, Troy? Mr. Uh... Mr. Former Dallas Cowboy Coach Prime going back to his old stomping grounds. What are you looking for? First of all, Colorado. I mean, what do we expect from them? All the transfer you. It's, I mean, I know they schedule these games way out in advance, but it's too bad that this game isn't in Colorado because then I would even think about giving them like a 10%, maybe 15% chance of winning this one. With it being in boring ass uh, uh, Amon G Carter or whatever, this isn't. I mean, Dion's got a one or two percent chance of pulling this one off. There might be a few few big plays that we look at after the first week, but I just really don't see this one quite happening. Not not this quick. I think he has a four point two zero percent chance of of pulling this off. It's so funny to see a team that's got an over-under win total at three get so much hype. But, I mean, it's the show. I mean, I will give Dion credit. They set the record for uh, spring game, but – We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get a uh, quick look at him right right off the bat to see what kind of year it's going to be. Because me personally, I think TCU is going to put it on him. And, and like Rush, you said, how's TCU going to respond after coming off that national championship run? So right in the I'm, spotlight. Um, go ahead. I'm going. I'm going. Scooter Rush. I think uh, just right off the top of the head, I feel like Scooter is going to get him up and down the sidelines again. Uh, uh, I like for it. Dion. Well, and we've talked about this too. I mean, this doesn't apply just to this game, but it's, I guess, technically every game that's played opening week is you've had a whole off season to prepare for a, an opponent rather than going like week by week preparing for an opponent. So, I mean, if there's usually, it seems like in college football, the most maddening week is week one. So that, that could easily happen here. That it could, and uh, we we will be here every step of the way to cover it. Let's go to another Week One game, and me me personally, I'm really looking forward to this game because this game last year was a freaking thriller in in uh, Week Number One. That is the battle in Texas between UTSA at Houston. To give a little background, Houston was able to get by what in three overtimes last year. Yeah, went to a they, soccer shootout. Yeah, went to that stupid, ridiculous two-point off. Uh, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> Rush. Uh, Houston Houston was able to escape the dome, uh, th- that San Antonio dome, 37-35. Rush, uh, let me ask you this. Who do you think's favored in this game? Ooh, it, sorry, a hint. little it's, bit. It's within a, f- it's, it's within a field goal e- either way. I could see that. I, I think Houston is probably favored in this game. But I think this is another game where it's it's I'm I'm probably putting UTSA. I'll probably at least choose them to cover. How about you, Troy? Uh, what is it? You said it's within a field goal, so it's two and a half. Yeah, 
It's actually one currently, and it flipped. It opened as one team is the favorite, and it flipped over to the other team. So it's it's a true toss-up. This is going to be a fabulous game. I was going to say, I could see this moving back to a pick especially if it was – even if it was two and a half, I was going to say it, you could see it move all the way down to half a point or something like that, just a straight-up pick and Man, I'd be scared if I was Houston. Uh, yeah. Also, I wanted to say we should we should definitely mention the uh, the more than two overtimes, the two point conversion. We got to start listing that like a, a third tally in the hockey records, right? Like that shouldn't really count as a super big loss. <laughs> it's like half a half a half a win or loss. Do you know what well, we need to do? Like in the off season, like you talk about our April schedule is we need to like create a hypothetical college football playoff governing body and say what sweeping rules we would do across all of college football. So mark that up for April schedule when we need yes. content. Oh yeah. After basically after the bring the everything depre- to a vote. <laughs> the, 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 save it for the depressing days after football and basketball. Houston opened as a one point favorite and UTSA is now favored by one. So, mm. but I, I see that it's available at different, uh, different books. So make sure you shop around for the best possible lines this is going to be a fabulous game. And the best part about the two point conversion, actually the only good part, if you have the points and it's the line is three or greater and it gets to the two point, you're guaranteed a win. Most likely, I guess, because I guess you could, you could throw an interception. Back. Yeah. But like, as long as there's not a pick six, a hundred yards, pick you're two. guaranteed to make. Yeah. Pick two <laughs> or pick. Yeah. Pick eight. I don't know what kind of fucking pick it would be, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, this is a scary game for Houston because Frank Harris it back would. for UTSA. He's he carved them up last year um, when they met. What's that? I was gonna say it would have to be something weird like the other team scores first, oh. and then when 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 the team you have is trying to score back, you give up a pick six and it's worth two, so it becomes four or something like that. Yeah, and then you have a feel. See, we're already getting our gambling minds going. Like you're, you're always too much math. Best. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm passing on this one. <laughs> Who said my math teacher said I wouldn't be good at math? See, look at all this mental math I can do in my head when money's on the line. Start talking about yeah. grams. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> And, and oh, from an over under standpoint, I mean, there were over seventy points in this game last year. So this 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 has got another another entertaining one uh, written all over it. Um, speaking of trap games, uh, that's a trap game for Houston because of the in-state factor. This is a trap game and a half for the Red Raiders because they got the Ducks in week two. On they got to go to Laramie. I don't know who scheduled who the fuck scheduled this game, but we got Texas Tech, Rush. Is Wyoming? I'll, I'll, I'll pose the question simple to you: Is are the Wyoming Cowboys a live dog at home against the Texas Tech hyped Red Raiders? I saw them as a playoff contender today on ESPN. Oh yeah, I mean this this is this already intrigues moneyline right now. The only thing you got to worry about is then if everyone in the world starts being like, "Oh, Wyoming!" If everyone else jumps on, then you're like, "Yeah," then you start getting nervous. But an underrated game last year. Of week one was, um, and I know, you know, Texas Tech's not Tulsa, but the Wyoming Tulsa game, that was an incredible game week one last year, uh, the 330 slot. But I, th- I think the best way to determine this game is if you had a Raider versus a Cowboy, like <laughs> battling it out, like kind of do that. Actually, we have AI now to do those scenarios for us. Find an AI generator and say, who would win in a fight, a Raider or a Cowboy? 
And whoever it selects, I think that's who wins the game. I think that's basically this type of game. The the Wyoming Cowboys holding on. They're he's holding on to like a bucking Bronco, right? Yeah, yeah. So yes. he would only yes. have one, only one gun. Raider, two guns. If it was a normal horse, you could ride, you know, like Pistol Pete with two two guns or like the Raider. But when it's the bucking Bronco, you got to use one hand to hold on, right? Yeah, no. By a gun. Or or because of the bucking Bronco, like it may be harder it to dodges. aim for. Yeah, yeah, like you're dodging and then you run out of bullets and then you just need one. Stupid. So <laughs> that, that's how we're deciding football games here. This is what gambling will do for your mind. <laughs> um, I, I got it pulled up just because I was curious because the, the first thing that comes to mind, elevation in September. Shit, this is – yeah, this is September. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, September 2nd, this is a primetime game at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie, Wyoming. They have the highest elevation stadium in the country at 7,200 feet above sea level. So this, this this is a scary game for the Red Raiders, especially with the Oregon Ducks on the horizon. So beware. Uh, if you want the money line like Russ was talking about, if you want to sprinkle it early, it's plus 440. Uh, mm. That's a juicy That's a juicy dog. Plus 440? Yeah, Jeez. if you want to get in on that now. They are getting 13 and a half, but – We'll be interested to see um, as we get closer if that line starts dropping. Which, yeah. Which side the wise guys, as they say, come on it. And speaking of the wise guys, the wise guys are over at Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog's Fantasy Best Ball Mania. And it's here because Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and it is available in so many different states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's the underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, to wrap up week number one, and here we go to a potential top five team in the Big Ten, Happy Valley, Whiteout, NBC to start for uh, for the Big Ten TV deal. And we got our Mountaineers rush going to Happy Valley. Give me your take on this one. Um, they're a heavy dog, I can tell you that. Just cover. Just give us hope for the year. Just make it a game. I know it's an old rivalry game. There, you literally have no expectations in this game, West Virginia. Just treat it as such. Just, just cover, win me some money, show that you are capable of being a competitive team this year. It's Like you said, it's going to be tough. I brought up earlier that week one's the time to play teams like this because you have all off-season to prepare. Um, I don't feel great about this game, but you know, I, I think they could end up you know, maybe a 17-point game, score a last-second touchdown, end up making it like a 10-point game. Um, that's kind of the feel I have it on the West Virginia. And there's only one team uh, in the War of Pennsylvania, the first three games, that that means the most. And I have a feeling we'll be getting to it later. Yes. <laughs> Troy? What what what, uh, what is the line on this one? Is it like 16 or, or it's like something 18 like and that? A half. 18, 18 and a half, 19 and a half now? 20. It's 20 I, I, now? It's 19 and a half or 20, depending on your book. Well, you know, I mean, are they really doing the wideout Penn State, or are you just? Oh yeah, they all they always mm-hmm. do it in prime time. The prime, uh, yeah. And I <laughs> and on the outside looking in, everybody's you know, gonna be like, "Oh my god, top five Penn State team versus the last place Big yeah. Twelve. You know what stains white? Brown. 
They're not going to win <laughs> yeah. that game, but they're going to get in there with like a 13-point loss and really screw some people out of that 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 line. Because I, I don't I, think I, Penn State's a top five team either. I will say that they they've uh, they've had a couple hiccups in the last couple years at home. Uh, the game that comes to mind is Illinois. So this this hit my head today, or hit my head. I hit I hit my head all the time, as you can tell <laughs> with, with 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 the way I'm talking. Uh, I was thinking about this today with the new rule changes, Rush and Troy. I think this is a game where we could see the benefits of being a dog, a heavy dog in these games, especially when you have a good offensive line and you want to run the ball. You could shorten the game, limit the possessions. The clock isn't stopping after the first downs anymore. So I think West Virginia can actually slow down the game like Illinois did a couple years ago. I'm not saying the Mountaineers are going to win. I'm not, although I probably will say, I for the hell of it, I will sprinkle te- uh, plus 1,000 just as a homer pick. But uh, It's plus 1,000? Yeah, they're they're a heavy dog, but yeah, I, no I I I think this is this is a recipe of bleed the clock, shorten the game, limit possessions, and like you said, cover lose by seven or ten. Just get give something to build off of for West Virginia. If, yes, if that, if that's your this, goal. If they played this game ten times, West Virginia is at least winning once, right? If it was a Morgantown, yeah. Yeah, I agree. If it, that it, it place depends. is a different deal at nighttime. Yeah, they start that white out the fucking town. Yeah, but they're, they're gonna, if, it, if it even if it keeps going up, what did it did it open below twenty and now it's all the way yes. up to twenty? I think it, it, I think it was like eighteen. I think it was nineteen when or eighteen and a uh, half when it opened. Yeah, so it's already you never know what you now. never know what's gonna happen at Sandusky U at nighttime. Yeah, maybe so. you're gonna need yeah, every that one of those. <laughs> that might be like an eighteen point game. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the two hole on that one. So uh, moving along, we'll talk. Might get we'll, uh, some brown from there too. <laughs> There's some brown. You, you could have a little, <laughs> little brown in the white out in Sandusky. <laughs> Bill, so. That's enough of Sandusky for for this episode. Um, let's move along to week number two. This could arguably be the most underrated. I'm gonna say this for like five games. Uh, this could be the most underrated game based off of where these two programs are heading. Both basketball schools. Friday night under the lights in Lawrence, under the track. Uh, Illinois goes to Kansas. Rush, how about this game? This is, like you said, a very underrated game. And I'm sure we'll either say that this game's underrated or this game's interesting for every game coming up. But it's the perfect, yeah, it's the perfect Friday night game. Um, Theoretically, going into this year, like kind of evenly matched teams. Uh, this is definitely good for Kansas in the Big 12 that it's at Kansas. I'd be a little more nervous if it was at Illinois. But, you know, this is Kansas's first big game of the season. Um, they have a lot of hype. Uh, they're, you know, if you can draw on that basketball fandom, I mean, uh, do you have the line for this one? Um, the line for this one is it's not out because it's week two. My my guess would yeah that's a good point. My guess is that line's going to be around if, if everything yeah. goes according to plan week one. I would say Illinois minus four and a half. Yeah, I, I would say it's around a field goal. Got you. Got to hammer that in Kansas's favor then. Oh yeah, because that's going to be a showcase for Jalen Daniels if he really is the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. He'll light. He will light Illinois up. And, and Troy, what do you say about Illinois' uh, head football coach? What did you say last year? Oh, <laughs> when, 
Belima. Brett. He's huge, man. He's really, really big. Big old Belima. He needs to become bulimic. We don't encourage bulimia, but in this case, we might. I I will say, guys, um, Belima is in his, uh, is it Belima or Belima? I don't even know how to pronounce I'm so bad with pronunciations. I know he's a hell of a football coach. He's in his third year, just I like life. <laughs> I saw, I say bowling ball with the way that he, he rolls up and down that sideline. Uh, he's in his third year too, though, with as Lance light, just like Lance Leipold at Kansas. Can they take another step this year? Just like Kansas, hey, like Rush had exact same storylines in this fantastic Friday night game. We need more of these games, man. Friday and more night played third. on. Fr- yeah. On Friday. Yes. yes. Friday. Saturday or sorry, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday night, you name it, man. We, we need more of these because it, it gives a guy like Jalen Daniels an early Heisman spotlight, potentially. It's going to be Let, pretty tough for that big guy, Bielema, to take a step. <laughs> no, he's not taking a step. He's going to freaking stumble. He needs Dion uh, Scooter. I was going to say, he sees Dion Scooter. He's going to be like, God damn. Oh. I just need to gain 20 more pounds to lose this leg so I can be in a scooter. Challenge accepted. Belima might uh, reach out to Mangino and Charlie Weiss for some advice how to move around on those sidelines of Kansas. They they got plenty of experience. (laughs) All right, let's move along. Let's talk about some people that are actually fit. I don't know if this Half of them are. Yeah. So this is an old Big East rivalry, and you know what? They are debuting the CW Network. Mm. Shout out to the CW. Congrats, Pitt. Made it uh, to the CW. Yeah, you know, it's where you guys belong, a network where nobody can find you. Cincinnati, Pitt, Rush, old Big East rivalry. Initial thoughts? I think this is a game where is – Cincinnati going to potentially play up to Pitt or is Pitt going to play down to Cincinnati? Um, The game being at Pitt, it's not the home field advantage that you think it is. Obviously we saw that last year. Um, I, I, and you know, rivalry games, anything can happen. I, I, for Cincinnati and, and, you know, you need, I think it's four and a half was there over undergoing in when we were covering them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably one that you need to get or or figure it out, especially since Pitt's probably looking ahead to, to next week after this. Um, playing West Virginia, obviously a game we'll talk about later. So I, I think Cincinnati can play a game of gotcha here. And I don't even mean that from a bias take being a West Virginia fan. I, I It kind of just feels like it's in the cards. The the only reason why I will disagree is because if it's on the CW, it's going to be about as exciting as a live golf tournament. It's going to be a bunch of bullshit, loud noise in the background. And it's just not, there's not going to be any real substance to the game. I don't think Cincinnati has much of a chance in this one. I, I'm, I'm interested to see with this matchup because Pitt's always good in the trenches under Narduzzi. I mean, hell, he didn't even like having Kenny Pickett. He'd rather just run the ball all game. Um, he kicks <laughs> field goals slide. down. Yeah, or kicks field goals down four at the one-yard line with a minute left. Because um, Cincinnati's good in the trenches, too. If you're looking for a strength of Cincinnati, their defensive line, I'm interested to see the line of scrimmage here in this game. And, and, and Rush makes a good point. Pitt's got a big game next week, but – I mean, Pitt at worst is saying we, we got to come out of this Big 12 non-conference with the split. They're arrogant enough where they're like, oh, we're not losing to either of these. But there's a there's definitely a world where they could go 0-2 in this Big 12 split, in my opinion. 
All right. Speaking of, uh, th- this is a fantastic mm, game. I love 11, this game. 11 a.m. local kickoff. It is going to be hot. The boats are going to be pulling right up to McLean Stadium. I will kick it to Troy for this one for his Sikkim Bears. Uh, Utah Utes going to uh, Waco for an early non-con. This is fantastic. 11 a.m. kickoff. 10 a.m. Utah. Yeah. Are, are the Bears going to run them out of the stadium here? You know, uh, this is starting to become – they should try to keep this on the, on the rotating schedule almost. Baylor and Utah is a – slowly becoming a rivalry i mean i think that this might be the best chance that baylor has to open up nationally i mean i know uh they're excited to go on the road and, and take on ucf but if they beat this utah team kind of early in the season yeah they really could you know already have cemented themselves as like hey we're we're really a top three team we're not a top five or six team in this conference we're here to seriously play and I kind of predict that happening. I think Baylor has enough that they're going to surprise a lot of people in this Utah game. Of, of you, all, Rush? Of all these non-conference games, I think this is the one that has the biggest chance of having a rematch. Utah two, two, won the Pac-12 two years in a row. Baylor won it two years ago. I expect big things from Baylor this year. I've talked about it over and over again. That this you 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 could see this again in either a New Year's Six or Maybe not playoff. It'd probably have to be a New Year's Six, but I, I could see this happening. Uh, the bowl that comes to mind uh, with the Big 12 and SEC is the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Baylor, Ole Miss a couple years ago. They got matchup. Maybe this could be. Um, wait, what am I talking about? Utah's not in the – I don't know what I'm saying. Um, no, the Alamo Dome. That's what I'm thinking of. Washington and Texas last year. This that That's a, that's a pretty solid uh, – it's not a New York New Year's Six Bowl like you're talking about, Rush, but it is a good bowl game mm-hmm. between the Big 12 or and uh, yep. Pac-12. Um, I think I, both of these teams are a little a step a step better than that. I, I will say could that. Could be, yeah, yeah. You, you know what else is an interesting fact too? Utah's coming off a Florida game, so they're not they don't have a cupcake the week before. They play Florida Week One opening night. That's a revenge game for the Utes. They want to get back up Florida for their loss in the swamp last year. I think this is a great spot for uh, the Bears to make a statement for their program and for the Big 12. I agree. Utah usually loses one of these non-con, and then it lights them up for the Pac-12. I don't think they're going to lose to Florida two years in a row, especially since it's the first game on a Thursday. Uh, They've had that game circled. I I agree. I I think Baylor comes away with this game. We're all in agreement. Sick them, baby. Uh oh yeah, here we go. This game is gonna be ten to nine. I can already guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> we got the Cyclones and Hawkeyes. They're the same fucking team. Cyhawk, Rush, baby. Yeah, Cyhawk Bull. Here we go. Uh, Matt Campbell finally beat Iowa last year. Uh, Rush, you did the preview for Iowa State. Break us down. Um, and what do you think the line is for this one? <laughs> well, before I get to the line, I think you gave him way too much credit being like 10 to nine. I think this is more of like a to seven three. to eight with yeah. like couple safety. Like it's like when, uh, Iowa and I think it was South Dakota state played and they won like, what was that? Seven to three or seven to four. It was just ridiculous. Um, the guess the line, Oh, this line's probably. Dude, this has got to be a pick em. I mean, wh- I'll say one and a half to the – it's at Iowa State. I'll give 
Iowa State one and a half since they're at home. Troy, I uh, this seems like a two and a half Iowa State. Iowa's favored. Iowa's I mean, favored by two. Is... Yeah, Iowa's favored right. by two and a half. I was surprised to see that too because I would have. Yeah, so this might be another, but it's a, but like you guys said, it's under that field goal threshold. This game, uh, the only thing that's weird about Iowa, maybe they want to score some more points this year because Kirk Ferentz's son's got that incentive in his contract where he's got to average more than 24 points per game or he loses his job at a, as offensive coordinator. So I don't know, man. Here's I think my, this, go ahead. Rush. All right, here's my prediction. First team that scores two touchdowns, if that even happens, but like a guaranteed first team to two touchdowns wins the game. The, uh, the fact that the Iowa defense always has five or six defensive touchdowns a year and that we've seen Hunter Deckers throw the ball away on <laughs> purpose. People are saying on purpose. I think that the defensive touchdown would be an awesome little sprinkle here. If you can get that anywhere, I would I would take that. Iowa with a defensive touchdown here. Pick six on Hunter Deckers. You stole it right from me, man, because I was going to say, I guarantee we're going to see a defensive touchdown in this game. Either way, maybe on both sides. So, yeah, no, this game is fantastic every year. Can't wait to watch this. This is, what, 3.30 on Fox, uh, week number two. Mm, that's a great And, yeah, this the is tall, how bad. The tall yeah. grass won't bother Iowa. No. That's the thing. Tall no grass. tall grass advantage. It's No, it's, it's just immediately evened out. They this should make head- like a Field of Dreams version of this game. Like that should go be played in the cornfields at Field of Dreams. Is this heaven? No, this is just Iowa, baby. Um, this is how bad Oklahoma's fucking non-con is that we got to highlight. SMU goes to Norman. Uh, Troy, right to you because it's the Sooners. SMU have any chance? No. Gabriel goes, what, two quarters and one drive and <laughs> scores five touchdowns? They have him out of the game before the third quarter is even close. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the Big 12 game SMU has circled the Sunny Dykes Bowl. That, 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 when we get to SMU TCU, that'll be a good one. But yeah, this is Oklahoma is going to run through SMU, especially that it's at Oklahoma. Easy enough for me. Uh, we'll move on to the most hyped game of the Big 12 non con, the preview of the SEC in 2024. Honestly, a rematch of a hell of a game last year. As much as we hate Texas, they played their ass off in this game last year. And this is why everybody hypes up Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers. It's the ultimate moral victory game last year that has everybody holding on still to Texas being back potentially. Uh, Rush, I will kick it to you. You lead it off with your initial thoughts on this one. And can Texas go into Tuscaloosa and get a win here to uh, cement themselves as back? I will answer your question with another question. Do you think Nick Saban will allow that? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) Everything about this game I have is just based on like the, the, the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban handshake deal between every other football coach and those two. Like the fact that the moral victory of Texas's whole year was we would have beat Alabama <laughs> if our guy stayed healthy. That's even worse and even bigger motivation to Nick Saban than if they would have won the damn game in the first place. Nick Saban's like, these guys are talking about a loss. And 
they carried that we would have all the way to Lubbock. They lost that a couple weeks later. Then they carried it to Stillwater a couple weeks after that, took a loss there. That's This is what they do. They're not going to win this game because it'll be like, oh, we would have won last year. But it's like, no, you had them this year. And I'm telling you, with this schedule that Texas has got in September, Steve Sarkeesian's seat's going to be hot by October 1. Because I think they're going to lose at Alabama, and I think they're going to lose at Baylor. We'll talk about the Big 12 schedule. If they're 2-2 two and two, all of a sudden, the QB room's going to get dramatic. You, you, you got the Manning in the background. You got you, Sarkeesian all of a sudden is, what, 14-13 and 13 overall? Or, yeah, 14-13 yeah. and 13 overall? No, 15-14. and 14. Fifth, There you go. Yeah, 15-14. There you go, yeah. It was math it, not trying to win you money, so you couldn't do it. It's all good. <laughs> Hey, whatever. Around 500, he'd be around 15 and 14, and all of a sudden they're going to start calling for his head. Is my prediction. So now roll damn tight in this game. I I think we already gave out our predictions. Rush, what'd you say? Two touchdowns. Oh, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be like 41 to 10. I think it's going to be a throttling. Yeah, that was what. What did I joke around? I said 41 to 17 or something like that. Like that <laughs> seems more and more realistic. Uh, at as the expectations continue to rise for a team that we know deserves none of it. (laughs) Do you remember in the exact same game two years ago, week two at an SEC team when they went to Fayetteville and got absolutely housed in that game. And they were, they, I think they beat like Louisiana in week one who was ranked and they're like, Oh, Texas is back under Sarkeesian. And then they just went to Arkansas and got freaking ran out of the building. They got crushed. That was great. Yeah, that was a that was a great the game SEC for West. the uh, pit man. Sark, yeah. is just he Sark is one of those guys. You you know what you're getting. You're you're getting a dumb alcoholic. He's coming in there, and you just hope that that some of the play calls come together, and that's about it. And we are all laying six and a half on. September the ninth there in prime time in Tuscaloosa. So go grab that now. Here's a zigzag opportunity for us, guys. Oregon going to Texas Tech. This line is going to hinge on what happens in Laramie the week before. Oregon's got a cakewalk in week number one. Um, is this a potential zigzag here, Troy? Could, do we hop on the Red Raiders on, on, on the on the bounce back here, potentially? There, I mean, going to Lubbock is weird, but uh, I don't know. Just having that that good of a quarterback returning to your team for Oregon is just a step ahead this early in the season. So yeah, Bo just being back and and, and it being, you know, the second week of September, I, I don't know if tech quite has enough for Oregon and they definitely don't have enough for me to think like, Oh, this is an awesome reverse play. I think it gets hot in Lubbock this time of year. And I don't, I, and I do think that's a factor, right? If we're talking elevation or cold, I mean, we got to look at it season by season. And I think that's a bigger factor than people want to let on. And I mean, I get Bo Nix played at Auburn, but I also think, you know, the rest of the team didn't, I, 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 I'm maybe it's too mainstream, but I like the zigzag here. I like Texas tech losing to Wyoming and then coming back and beating Oregon. I could I could see them maybe not losing to Wyoming, but like winning on by like a field goal or just escaping there. 
and then the line overcorrecting. And then, uh, yeah, I'm all for taking the Red Raiders as a as a dog because they're going to be a dog because Oregon Oregon's over under win total I think is like nine and a half. They're they're at the top of the Pac-12 with uh, USC with Bo Nix coming back, but. I love the Red Raiders here. September primetime, that place, that place, they're going to be guns up and shooting it everywhere. Love, love, West Sex is going to be on fire that night. I can't wait for that game. That That's a primetime on Fox. So we had a hell of a doubleheader there. Iowa, Iowa State, and Oregon, Texas Tech as a doubleheader on Fox on uh, Saturday, September 9th. Here we go, Rush. This, this is, is a great a, one. This is a hell of a game. I mean, this is the theme of the night. Uh, actually, this is not in this is not in the late window. I thought it was going to be the the ten o'clock window, but it's a seven o'clock FS1 game. We got the bounce house going out to the blue turf. This was a he- this was a heck of a non conference game a couple of years ago where UCF barely beat them. I, th- I think they won on like the final play. Yeah, thirty six thirty one. Where was Dude, that game again? It was at the bounce house. Yeah, so yeah, boys, yeah. And now they're, yeah. yeah. Do you uh you got the you got the Broncos on the blue turf with uh payback here, Rush? I do, and I think the reason behind this is they see what UCF has done being able to get into a power five conference. And I think in a lot of these like expansion talks, Boise State keeps getting left out. And Boise State has this mentality, what about us? And I think this is their chance to be like, yo, Big 12, you forgot someone. Um, Boise State's been a little down in recent years. Hasn't been kind of what we've seen in, you know, when they, when they beat Oklahoma back in the 2000s and just kind of sustained success. They've always been a side, a thorn in BYU side. I, I've seen that over and over again. Um, but I think this is a what about us game for for Boise State. Far far travel for UCF. Not going to have that home field advantage that you know really helps them, propels them. It, it it's going to be different for them. And, and I, I don't, I think it's too early in the season for this to be so different that they're just, they can't handle the moment. I, I, I do have Boise State in this game. I'm, um, I'm pulling the trigger on this one solely based on location. The fact that it's in Boise, I mean, they don't lose football games there. They've got like a, a 73% home winning percentage in the lifetime of the stadium. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. They, if you go even more recent than that, I'm sure from, you know, like 2000 on, it's up in the 90% range or something like that at home. UCF is the whole, the travel all the way to Boise and Boise really trying to put their name out there. This definitely has the makings of a, uh, a maybe UCF's a pretender week for other teams to then start overlooking them. Mm-hmm. Like Boise's being like, it should have been us instead of them type of, yeah. it's going to be that type of talk. Yeah, I want to root for the Big 12, but I, I don't like this. I mean, the travel from Orlando all the way to Boise, I, I don't like that at all. I'm on the Boise, the the blue turf guys, Broncos, on a bounce back uh, or, or payback opportunity here from a couple years ago. This game is intriguing because it's in the late window. Gundy's going to be soaking it up at the freaking pool all day with his OAN shirt on. He's in Tempe, Arizona for week number two. Troy, what we got here? Is Gundy going to be ready to go? Is he going to have a new tan right for at, this game? In, right uh, at Tempe, home. Arizona? <laughs> yeah, like a double strap tan from his like two AR-15s that he can just walk around. <laughs> with. He's going to be right at home. Uh, yeah, I see this one as a cool non-conference game just to kind of gauge what people are going to do. 
it's early in the season. So all the scripted kind of offensive stuff that Oklahoma State really likes to do, I think it should work pretty well. I don't think, you know, it being too hot or, 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 or too dry or anything like that is going to hurt any of their concepts. Uh, and Bowman shouldn't be hurt by this point. He should still be okay standing <laughs> up. Uh, so, yeah, I see this one as an interesting uh, – does Oklahoma State really put it on them and, and cement themselves as a real competitor, or are they just – you know, is it just going to be a grind and compete every week, which we're kind of leaning towards that. This is a perfect, like – drift off like drift off game meaning like you watch kind of the first half you start nodding off at halftime next thing you know you wake up at 3 4 a.m in your chair being like where am i and you go to bed because you have nfl sunday to wake up for the next day this is that perfect 10 15 game and no i'm with you maybe a little close at at first but I, i see oklahoma state winning like 34 to 14 something along those lines yeah, Arizona State is not there yet. You're number one of the new new head ball coach there. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. He, uh, offensive coordinator from Oregon. Um, it's going to take a little bit there. He's he's trying it through the transfer portal via NIL, but I think it takes another class. Let's go over to week number three, man. We got an here old we go. Big 12 rivalry here. We got K-State going to Missouri. K-State's had the upper hand here since Mizzou made that dumb decision, dumbass decision to leave the Big 12 conference, the best conference in the country for the SEC, where uh, they basically are in the basement every year. K-State continue to roll here, Rush? Yeah, M- Missouri's not much of a, of a worry. Um, and it was kind of, well, maybe it's not a dumb move because I'm sure they're enjoying it's the money. SEC yeah. revenue. Um, but when you look at it from actually a competitive standpoint, and it's kind of like now that you do look at it 2020 hindsight, I mean, I guess that was kind of the time to get Oklahoma and Texas instead of Missouri and Texas A&M. But I get it. It's money. Things are different at different times. I, I don't really see kind of similar to the game we just talked about. Um, I, I, I find it to be a very similar game to Arizona State and Oklahoma State. I um in terms of the national, the national eyes, I mean, West Virginia and Pitt isn't, isn't, it's a big, big rivalry between those two schools, but people are going to be looking at Alabama stomping a mud hole in Texas. And I'm really hoping that Kansas state beats the shit out of misery so that I can respond on Twitter with the whole, like, ah, not so fast. The big 12 is still here to compete. You just, you just got an overhyped team against Alabama, you know? I have this one scheduled as a, hopefully a blowout. That's why we're giving them Texas because we got to get rid of the dead weight. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shed it. I, 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 I think K-State, they continue to dominate the trenches here. I, I'm with you. K-State rolls again. They, they did drop a non-con game last year to Tulane, but we didn't realize how good Tulane was at the time. Um, I mean, shit, they beat USC in uh, the Cotton Bowl last year. So yeah, I, I don't think that they slip up here against Missouri. They have that one circled. Speaking of slip-ups, oh, my. Iowa State's got to go to a Mac school. I know Matt Campbell came from the Mac at Toledo. He's got to go to Athens, Ohio, and that's a hell of a place to party, too. So that place is going to be, as Colby would say, lit. Oh, man. Troy, what are they thinking here scheduling this game? Athens, Ohio is what the home of the best, the best Halloween party, I believe. Oh yeah. Every Halloween is where they go fucking nuts up there. Uh, 
Someone must have gotten the the uh, the list or wherever this game is supposed to be played, or maybe they thought it was going to be a neutral site game. I don't know why, but having to go to Ohio is a little bit scary. Uh, again, Matt Campbell not always having the most talent. If everything isn't falling into the right place, and if Hunter Deckers has bet on the other team, we could see some scary, scary plays here. I. I don't know if Ohio has the way to win it outright, but I see this one being way closer than anyone expects. I think Iowa State and Ohio played last year. I think this was a home-and-home scheduled. Um, This, I could be wrong. I need to check that. So I think this game hinges on the result of Iowa, Iowa State. If Iowa State beats Iowa, and then they open up in week four against Oklahoma State, you, you bet your ass this is a trap game. Now, if they lose to Iowa, there's no way they're going to want to start play, um, Big 12 play, not you know sharpened up, and then they they could kill Ohio. This is th- I think this is one of those games. But you're right in terms of outright, no matter the situation, I think it's going to be one of those at a minimum where Iowa State escapes. But this is a very interesting play by the scheduling department of Iowa State. Yeah, especially with it sandwich. It's a sandwich spot. You got the Iowa game, like you said, and then you got the Big Twelve opener. I mean, ugh. If they if they beat Iowa, man, I think Ohio could be, potentially be a live dog. Definitely take yeah. the points there. No line out on that one yet, but yeah, it, it depends on that Iowa game. I'm with you guys. Yeah. So they did play last year, but it was at Iowa State, and they won forty three to ten. So, but like we said, this one's now at Iowa, uh, at Ohio, and it's a sandwich spot. So, and you know those Maxwell. Remember uh, Western Michigan uh, swept uh, swept swept Pitt of all teams. <laughs> when, when, when Pitt decided they were going to go to Western Michigan and get absolutely bounce it was like who scheduled this freaking game so uh speaking of oklahoma they uh have a, another gauntlet here they go to tulsa for a road game gauntlet. road game this is like alabama going to south florida this year uh how much this, does oklahoma win by here troy <laughs> i mean you would hope that it, there's not brent venables isn't having the same issues right off the bat in the beginning of the year but i just having the quarterback continuity, I, I think this one is, again, early season. You're going to see a lot of Dylan Gabriel hype. And, uh, wow, look at all the stuff that he does out here with his legs and his arm. I would take him by, I don't know, anything upwards of like 24 to 28 or something like that. Seems do very, very doable for Oklahoma. Yeah, This is this is the uh, Section 8 housing bowl where you, you, you have to give money to your in-state opponent and make sure that they're getting a little bit of the love, a little bit of the welfare, too. It's just um, laundered. Yeah, exactly. We laundered it through Oklahoma. It's okay. <laughs> it's Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the thing, too. I mean, Oklahoma's going to kill Tulsa. But all in all is I actually enjoy – like, Tulsa – you know, when they're they're playing their conference and they're playing more opponents on their level, they're actually a fun team to watch. They, they, they're in sneaky good games, but unfortunately, this isn't going to be one of them. No, not at all. And that's why I'm moving right along. Oklahoma's <laughs> going to roll. Rush, here you go. Rematch. Uh, Arkansas was able to go to where they couldn't drink, and they found a way to get a win in Provo last year. It was kind of during that stretch where you, or BYU struggled. 
Any chance BYU gets some payback here, Rush? Or this this is a tough place to play. So in the preview, I said no. I think they dropped to Arkansas again. I think this game's similar to the Oregon game last year. Um, there, there's just moments where where BYU just can't live up to the hype. Now, if this game, if you had switched it and this game was at Arkansas last year, is at BYU this year, especially earlier in the season, I would have liked it more. Um, or I, I guess I made the argument that now you have a new defensive coordinator and you're installing a new defense. So this wasn't a year to play a big opponent week one. And it's probably better that they're playing Arkansas. The, the, where I could be wrong and the advantage could be for BYU is the fact that they have Sam Houston State and then they have Southern Utah. So they could be able to tune everything up well and then get ready to go to, to Arkansas. I just... I think BYU is going to overperform a little bit in the Big 12 this year. I just, I think this game, it just doesn't feel right from a from a traditional BYU fan standpoint. I think uh, Kendall Bryles leaving is the only little hiccup that Arkansas is going to have to deal with, and I don't know if BYU quite has the firepower this specific year to go down. I agree, it's the wrong year. I guess if 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 I'm completely wrong about Keaton Slovis, that's the only way. Maybe BYU goes down there and and what's the uh, the Arkansas quarterback that came back? KJ Jefferson. K- yeah, KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson. It's a big year for Sam Paul Pickman. See, the only reason why I, I kind of want to lean towards BYU is because I think KJ Jefferson is a a bit overrated. Like I don't I don't yeah. think he's that great of a quarterback. So he can get hurt. I don't know. Maybe- I I will. I will say too, I could change my opinion. This this is definitely I need to feel it the week of type of game. Right now, kind of just looking at BYU historically and the streakiness that they are. I don't I don't think that they win this one. You However, know, I think something working towards um, BYU's favors. Arkansas does play LSU the next week, so maybe, maybe a little look ahead. But being maybe. on the road, maybe Keaton finally finds himself like a Monsanto preserved, like funny year old Arkansas girl. Yeah, <laughs> half drank bottle of Jack. Evan and maybe Williams. he gets back in and starts feeling like it's USC days or something. <laughs> I don't know. The, the closer we get to this one, I'm going to lean more and more. Yeah, I would. I would. I actually, I might. You might take the points. Take the yeah. points. I, yeah, I don't I, even no know line. about taking the points. I'm serious. I could see this game being like the Oregon game last year, where it was like 41 to 20. Th- this is this is the biggest of all the games, the non-conference games we're covering. I think this is the game where it's the biggest uh, floor to ceiling difference range. Looking forward to seeing how it transpires. And here we go. The best. Big 12 game voted by us in the non-conference in terms of passion, rivalry. That fucking school from up north is coming to Morgantown for the first time since 2011. It's 2011 now. Um, Payback on, on the Mountaineers' minds. Everybody saw the game last year. Mountaineers gave the game away. Uh, didn't go for it on fourth and inches. Had a, had a ball hit the receiver's hands. Pick six goes the other way. Rush, kick it, let you lead it off here. And any thoughts? I mean, we're, we're going to preview this game so many times, I don't even really want to talk about it yet because it's just going to piss me off. <laughs> well, I have a lot of thoughts. It's which yeah. ones do I want to talk about right yeah. now in this moment. 
Here's what I'll say is the closer that we've gotten to this game, the better I feel about West Virginia. I, and another point to this is I think Neil's Brown, Neil Brown's career as a head coach in Morgantown is, is this is the game. This is, this is like, you know, army Navy, you have one goal every year and it's to beat each other. Well, that's what this kind of is this year for, for Neil Brown. Cause even if, even if West Virginia, let's say, goes five and seven, doesn't make a bowl, but we beat Pitt, that that'll almost be like just that's good enough. We just like we beat three Pitt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to talk about like the handicaps of wins and all yeah. that. That that that's what this game is because I could see if we get crushed by Penn State, you know, we'll beat Duquesne and then lose to Pitt, especially a game that we should have won, kind of like last year's game. Um, I think you're going to see what a lot of people saw in Wisconsin last year, and you're going to start seeing boosters pulling money together, and they'll be figuring out a buyout. I, th- I think this game is everything. It It's funny. It determines Neil Brown's job, and if he's able to win this game and you know feel like he's got the whole rest of the season no matter what, it almost it, – I mean, it, it's going to be a domino pile one way or the other. It's either going to everything hinges on this game for sure. Neil Brown's either out very quickly or he, they know he's in for the rest of the year and they're able to pile on a couple of maybe, maybe teams that they aren't expected to beat come to Morgantown and they win a couple of more games there. But that's the other big reason that you can't go with Pitt here. I mean, the games in Morgantown, it's going to be. So be the loudest average BAC. For somebody in the average BAC has got to be like 0.13, 1.14. Maybe higher because it's 7.30 on ABC. Oh, Point people two. be tailgating like yeah. since 10, 11. Since 7 a.m. Uh, Bob, yeah. Bob will be driving, baby. <laughs> no, we will not let Bob drive. We will make sure we get, get Bob a ride uh, for this game. Uh, what do you hear? There is a line out for this one. There's an early line. Uh, what do you think the line for this one is? This is telling you everything. This is the last place team in the Big 12 we're talking about. Preseason last place. Yeah, and it's probably only pit by two and a half, three and a half. I, I was thinking that. What is it? Pit by one? one. Pit by <laughs> one. Wow. It's, it's a pick em. It's basically a pick em. Uh, West Virginia currently plus 100 on the money line, pit minus 120. So a slight favorite. And it makes sense because what was pit last year? Seven and a half in at Pittsburgh. So basically you mm-hmm. flip the home field and theirs wasn't a true home field. This is, there won't be any, there, I mean, they'll have the, you have the allotment that's allocated to uh, the visiting team, but there won't be a bunch of pit fans in that, in that stadium that night. That is, that's going to be as an electric college football crowd for a non top 10 game that, that we will see in, in a couple years, in my opinion, you said I, it's not biased. It's since 2011 since they've been there, right? Yeah, we've we we had a, we had a good so, streak going against them before last year when we shit our, shit ourselves down the stretch. So revenge game, night game, couch is burning. It's gonna be an old school crowd there in Morgantown, pissing couch everywhere. Be People be oh, peeing yeah. just everywhere. Yeah, we don't even need to give out winners just because we know which side we're on, and we're gonna preview it about uh, 27 more times between now and uh, September 16th. Uh, Final game of the non-con. This is the Sunny Dykes Bowl, and you know what? Uh, SMU had won the f- uh, prior two meetings prior to uh, last year, which means Sunny Dykes is on a three-game win streak in this matchup. 
Uh, SMU, the only non-con game in week number four. SMU going to TCU. Can, can, uh, can what's, what am I trying to ask? Can SMU knock off Sonny Dykes if Sonny Dykes doesn't have the longest streak anymore? I just did a whole thing in my head i don't even yeah uh, uh, if, i was confused I, with myself because sunny because smu won two in a row then sunny dykes jumped and then tcu won last year so, so the real dykes, streak is sunny dykes so this yeah okay okay good enough so sunny dykes is actually the only one that could make sunny dykes lose the sunny dykes bowl win streak yeah if Sunny he tries Dykes. to outsmart himself or something, then I don't know. Maybe, maybe Th- that, that's happened. the key. The only way Sonny Dykes loses this is because he lost to himself. Yep. <laughs> there we go. That, it, I mean, simple as that. <laughs> it is an interesting spot, though, for like TCU because they're playing the Big 12 opener the week before against Houston. And on deck, who do they have? They have, oh, they have West Virginia. So, um, yeah, no. And last year was a close game. So I, th- I actually think that this will be a close game. I, I think SMU can keep this close. They will. It's a, ri- it's a rivalry. This game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree so. with you. Man. Oh, actually, we do have one more. Um, it actually just disappeared. I accidentally deleted it, but I got it back right here. It is the newest member of the um, Division One, or yeah, FBS. Sam Houston State is going to H-Town week number four. Can little brother pull off an upset here in the great state of Texas? No. <laughs> pretty simple. That, that was pretty simple, Rush. <laughs> pretty simple. I'm gonna have to agree with Rush. I don't I don't see this one happening. Uh yeah, I, I mean, I don't know much about Sam Houston State going this year. I'll get a better scatter report after they play BYU week one. How about that? <laughs> That's fair. I will say this about Sam Houston State. We did see something incredible last year with JMU. Similar thing. And Sam Houston State beat JMU um, in the playoff. I forgot what year it was. Is just because they're jumping from FCS to FBS, there's a reason. I think it's bullshit. Another thing what we'll discuss in April when we're the governing body and make all the rules. How can JMU be ranked 25th, but they can't compete for a Sun Belt? Uh, title or go to a bowl game. To, I, I don't I don't understand that at all. But hey, I mean it, it. Sometimes you have to see it done once for other teams to believe you can do it. So I'll give Sam Houston that is we'll, we'll see how they do in Provo. Um, and they, we've seen a team like JMU do it. So so it definitely is possible. I don't think it's possible in this scenario. But hey, we've seen weirder things in sports. Houston's got a tricky non-con man. Sam Houston, UTSA man especially headed in the big 12, they're, they're going to be well-prepared. So, and then you know who else is going to be repa- uh, prepared is everybody listening to the show, because we're going to have every big 12 game covered this season. Shit. We already covered the non-con in a uh, brief uh, preview. Uh, Russ, what were you going to say? Sorry. I just have one quick honorable mention and I just, I just want to make note of it. Nine sixteen. Kansas goes to Nevada. There's something yes. about that game that feels very weird. And I'll just leave it at that. That's a very that, weird That they're game. playing at Nevada out of nowhere? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably when it was scheduled 17 years ago, Nevada's like, oh, you know, we'll beat a power five school to strengthen our, our whatever they were thinking. And obviously the tides have turned. But, hey, I, I, I'm not – we need to see Kansas play consecutively, you know, great years in a row. But 
old Kansas could make an appearance out of nowhere. And I, I don't think Nevada is supposed to be too great this year in the Mountain West. But if you see old Kansas make an appearance in, in, in Nevada, and that I just just take it from me, it's going to be a weird game. 10, 10 30, not even a 10 15 game, right? It's Ooh. a 10 30 game. <laughs> I like that. CBS Sports Network. It, you know what? At least you can find that, unlike the Pac 12 <laughs> Network and Longhorn Network. Or the CW. I'd rather watch CBS Sports than the CW. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Troy, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just the fact that it's being played in Nevada and they scheduled it so long ago. And now Rena. everything is. Everything is so legal gambling wise. I mean, man, you're going to have so many people betting on that game drunk just because they want to bet on something. <laughs> weird things can happen. I'm telling you. Yes, they can. And uh, before we get up on out of here, um, tell everybody where to find you. Rambling Rush. Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Ryan and Rush Show, the show Ryan and I do, West Virginia Focus. Please subscribe. Uh, follow us on our socials as well. Um, appreciate all the support so far and can't wait to get the season going. Uh, you can always find me. Uh, can always find me probably on a golf course. So don't come looking for me. I'm out there to get the fuck away from all of you goddamn people. Uh, <laughs> follow me on twitter if you want it's just at troy tuning and uh, you'll get a bunch of pictures of me on the golf course telling you to fuck off so. <laughs> or growing weed <laughs> and From green you know what green. we almost forgot this is a this is a friday's edition troy's take <laughs> of the week and Ooh. troy who oh, do man. we have that who do we have that subscribed to the Big 12 College Experience? Let's get a little bit of think, music. That's who I think it is. I think he just got bought out by... Who's oh, that? Oh, there it is. Oh, my oh there he is, Mr. Mr. Gundy. Mission. Just got bought out of his OAN deal. And he's subscribing <laughs> to the Big 12 College Experience here, baby. Yes, he is. So you heard it. Listen to Coach Gundy. Get over there. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review. That's all we need. Uh, it's free, man. All this content's free. Get over there. Coach Gundy told you to get over there. Leave a review. He subscribed to the Big 12 College Experience. Subscribe to the College Experience. Follow us on Twitter at TCE at SGPN. And that's all I got for the week. You can find me at, at Moneyline underscore Mac. And we will be back next week to break down Big 12 conference games game of the years and trap games have a great weekend everybody and let it ride